millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good day, Albie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Should we let people know that, that just a minute and a half ago we were yelling at each other? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you ask me to answer you over the music, the music goes away for the people watching the video. But. Oh, yeah. This is StreamYard we're using now, and we're troubleshooting it. It's not perfect. So for the video watchers... We've been the music, trying. The music isn't perfect for We've you been- video watchers, but for us audio people, are, it's wonderful and it's fine. But uh, right, the problem is uh, that Tom does the audio, and I'm recording the video on a separate computer. If Tom were recording the video where he is, it would actually be fine. But also, we've been uh, Alice is rightfully um, we've been yelling because Alice didn't have time to watch any of the shows today, which were all the same show really, and I listened to really all five of them, which was all obviously all uh, Ukraine Russia Ukraine Russian. But Alice is flat out. She's back in Massachusetts. I'm up here in Vermont still. And she accused me of having a um, leisurely day, which is actually absolutely true today. (laughs) Not to rub it in, Alice, but I actually, like, had too much time to kill. I was lying around and lying around. And I'm like, like, man, I just keep... But, I mean, I did... I was studying, certainly, while I was lying around. but, but, But you are right about that. There was... We got up early here, me, my brother, my cousin, and my son. Mm-hmm. My sons and we were we were hiking pretty early and and then that was kind of like the thing the big thing of the day that we did and then came back here and uh, those guys played a board game and cleaned up a little bit and made some quiches and then uh, you know I just started going over the show but you and I had hours to you were you were all out after church and everything so yes it's one of those things where um where it's just a this is one of those days for us and you guys have them i know where it's a total cluster bleep it's not for us it's for alice actually um, yeah just for me yes. only i have right. that that said i think it was a great day for my son james i thought he was great he learned new skills he we were up there 
we were walking up a pretty big hill in a lot of snow that was a pretty pretty big uh, angle, and he didn't complain at all. He had fun. He got in the snowball fight. He was throwing snow all around and into the into the river. There's a walking bridge where the river's you know fifty feet below, or whatever, like this, or and. Um, and it was great. And then we came back to our house, and James got out on the roof. Did you see that, Alice? Mm-hmm. I did. I saw your photos. He got out on the it roof. It does bother me slightly that he wasn't in church, because I took the other kids to church, and I'm really glad they were in church, and it was so nice. And they did Sunday school, and it's Forgiveness Sunday in the Orthodox Church, which is the Sunday before Lent starts, and everybody asks everybody else at the church, goes around and asks everybody to forgive them. So... You know, that you start Lent with, you know, asking everyone for forgiveness. And it was just really nice and lovely. And, you know, I do think kids could should go to church. But do you know what the biggest, actually, uh, factor is that influences whether kids continue their religion when they're adults? Uh, if they get married, as a matter of fact. Nope. Um, if they um, get a neck tattoo. No, if their dad goes to church with the family when they're a kid. Really? Much bigger much bigger factor than if their mom really? goes. Really? Wow, well, really? we don't have one of those up here, but we went to the Church of Manhood. You do. There is one. There is, there not is one. one. I've been to the uh, I've been to the Orthodox Church up in Today Vermont. was a very uh, good important 25 30 minutes away from you. It's a very important development day today. I don't have a car either. Uh mm-hmm. development day today. And um, it was great. He did all sorts of important guy stuff and then came back and and uh, he did his homework like he was supposed to. Rob signed off That's on it. That's good. I am glad about yep. that. Rob worked with him and they, they went to get out. Then they did this. They played this this really tough board. It was, it was a great day. It was a great day in, in for him and it couldn't have gotten better. I'm thrilled and I think he's better for it and he's having a blast. And it's cool, and I'm 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 loving it. That's great. Yeah, no, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. It was one of these things, you know, where it's 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 good, it's good for young for for boys to get out there and, and rough it for a while and and do stuff. And mm-hmm. so so that was great. And he got out in the roof, like I said, and 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 shoveled off the roof, and he did a great job. He busted his ass out there, and that's great. What's he? Only eight? Is he a nine? What is he? No, he's eight. He's, He's eight years old, nine next month. and uh, he did a great job. I mean, he was really working hard out there. That's a lot of snow, right? You know, that's good. I'm glad. Same that's roof good. that me and Jimmy uh, shoveled, you know, forty years ago, and uh, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, that's it. So now go go the stuff going on in the world. You know what? I like I said, I saw. So meet- I was in fact today at the Russian church. By the way, you were a, a what? I was at the Russian church today with a bunch of Russians. Oh so. right. So how was mm-hmm. that? I'm sorry, my head is so fat and bulbous. <laughs> so it was good. I mean, I love the Russian church. I just do. Um, it's beautiful, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Russian church has suffered plenty under communism. So most people who are there have, don't have like a lot of illusions over what type of guy Putin is or anything. But, but um, I don't know. It was it was really lovely. I did talk to one woman a little bit. Um, you know about if she if who's you know she's like russian russian like is an immigrant with an accent and everything and she has kids and stuff and i was asking if she'd like seen any anti-russian sentiments around and and she said like to her not really but she said she has friends and relatives in europe in like other european countries outside russia and she said that the anti-russian 
attitude is like huge there that she knows somebody who had to pull their kids out of school there, you know, just because the bullying was so bad and people have just been so horrible and all this stuff. And and she kind of said, like, I felt bad because she was like, well, what am I supposed to say? Like, if somebody did say something to me, she's like, what? I She's like, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm ashamed. I don't like what Putin's doing. And you know what? I can't, like, argue or defend it or something. I have nothing to to say about that. I, it's got to be an I, odd I, thing because now, <clears throat> um, and there was a bunch of this in the weekend shows, it, it's got to mm-hmm. be an odd thing because now um, they're shelling civilians and children are dying and there's yeah. a bunch of things showing mothers wailing and things. And 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 so, like, what do you say? I mean, this is this this war, this act of aggression is just a murder campaign. It really is. It's uh, pretty bad. Yes, it is. It's pretty bad. And you know, they've since and this was a fear since since the um he's the 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 army stalled so much, and it's been so ineffective. Even considering that they've got you know they've got uh, troops. They have a direct line of supply from uh, from Russia and Belarus, and still they can't seem to the convoy that was spread right outside of Kiev last logistics. week has has not mm-hmm. made it into Kiev yet. It's just kind of barely moving. They've run out of gases in a lot of places. Um, they had to abandon a bunch of equipment all over the country. The Russians, yeah, and so you know, yeah, and you'll so see the videos and. Again, I don't know what's real and what's not, but you'll okay. see the videos of, like, the trains, the freight trains, like, bringing in equipment, and it's, like, all super old equipment, you know, half a century old, or, like, the most recent one I saw was all, like, vans and old stuff. It's, like, not even military equipment. You know, at, I think they have some serious logistics problems. Not that historically that has stopped the Russians, because that's kind of been their thing. Like, in World War Two, didn't they have, like, one gun for every three Soldiers, yeah, probably. And they just sent them out there into a meat grinder, and they were like, "Well, whatever. Like, we have enough people that we can afford to just like that's Russia. By some estimates, I think lost ten to twenty million people in World War Two. It's like huge. It's it's it, well, no. it's like is that true? I think I mean, it is. is that, it's an enormous number. They really like they're the most of anybody. Yeah. But but here's the but, thing: is also so so now you've got the the regime, uh, the Putin. Is now shelling cities and, and I'm seeing 16, 17 million. Yeah, shelling. Putin is shelling cities and civilians who are trying to escape as refugees, as well. And they're just punishing the Rush, uh, the Ukrainians, just trying to kill the hell out of them so that they break the will of the resistance. And Zelensky, and it's just sheer straight up murder. I mean, there are little families there that didn't ask for any of this who are now dead right. all over the place. And and it's it's like it's a vicious thing, and and so you know people are people are more and more clamoring for a no fly zone, which is of course. But no you, fly zone what, means we're you, at war with Russia. You, wow, go ahead, Alice. I'm going to let you take over. Apparently, you are prepared more than you said you were. I'm trying to be on point because I get yelled at if I don't talk back enough to you. I just don't not, know what I'm supposed no, to do. But not, you know what? Go ahead. Not, There's also a little no, bit of no. delay. So I also, when you pause, I don't know if it's my time to talk or what. But you know what? Go ahead. I'd like to hear what you have to say about the no-fly zone. You're not talking not talking back to me. You're talking on me. <laughs> I should have worn my step-on wife no shirt, kidding. I guess, today. 
No kidding. <laughs> Instead, I have my crazy, anxious fiance's husband, which is another brilliant Tom saying. Thank you. I mean, hey, I just got to say uh, that the front porch wise, you're rocking today, Alice. This <laughs> Excuse is... me. Stop. Uh, uh, it's what? almost Lent. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, so yeah. So you people want are saying the no fly zone, but the no fly zone thing is just ri- ridiculous. Although that said, I'm the American left is going to be demanding it very soon. Very shortly, mm-hmm. regardless of you know what it would really mean, it's not like we can't just declare we declare this space a no-fly zone, so that so that you know we can fly American sorties in and out with uh with complete um, what's it called abandon yes completed immunity impunity 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 okay right and so the so as if the Russians are going to take that. And so, and it also, if they, if they, if the Russians are fa- shooting at our planes, so we're gonna blow up, pl- we're gonna blow it up, blow up facilities in you in Russia. So I mean, a no-fly zone is a war. It's just craziness. Right. It's craziness for people to say. say. Thoughts? <laughs> so there's this like whole theory in international relations that like nuclear countries are more likely to be in these sort of proxy wars like Vietnam and Korea and mm-hmm. stuff but then far less likely to actually engage in real conflict because like the stakes are so high and this is the problem with the no fly zone issue is that like neither country really wants that because Russia and the US like don't want nuclear escalation per se you know, Russia doesn't want to be fighting because we're both nuclear countries. You know what I mean? So it causes a problem for both of us. Like nobody wants to get nuked here. So we are very shy of getting involved in open conflict with Russia. And Russia has the same thing. They don't really want to be in open conflict with us either. Although, like I say, Russia's probably more willing to, you know, throw a bunch of their citizens under the bus to achieve their foreign policy goals than than America tends to be generally. But, you know, the people saying no fly zone and Ukraine, all credit to the Ukrainian government and media who have done a phenomenal job of selling this policy as a low cost policy for the Western world, right? That's been like the whole thing, the point of all this propaganda and all these heroic stories they've been selling the West, right? It's like, close the skies, like we're yes. fighting off the Russians, yes. we just need you to close the skies, like, and, you know, it... And it sounds good if you don't know anything about armed conflict or what a no-fly zone entails. Close the skies. If you just think that close the skies means that, like, we tell Russia, like, no, no, don't fly planes there, and, like, that's the end of it, then that's fine. But it means that we'd be shooting at Russian planes, and they'd be shooting back at us, and that would be, like, then we'd just be in a war. And that's uh, not... Right, and if we're it's, in the war, then we're in the war. You know? Right, and like we're in a war with two nuclear-armed countries, and that doesn't end well for anybody. I do think there is a strong possibility that Russia goes nuclear here, although I think that the most like scenario what? is like a... T- what? You think that Russia strong, goes nuclear? Like fires a nuclear weapon? Not at us. I think the most likely possibility of Russia doing something nuclear war-wise here is like a mini nuke or a tactical nuke or like a dirty bomb, like that kind of thing in Europe. 
you know, but but I think that we should make sure that we are not nearby when that happens, because if they hit some of our stuff, then it becomes or some of our people even worse, then it becomes something where we're like obligated to retaliate. So uh, this is the issue with the nuclear powers thing, right, is that like we we literally like can't get into a war, a real war with Russia because, you know, we risk planet Earth here. It's it's not good news for anybody. My IOSAT ta- tablets did arrive, by the way. I have. Oh, very good. So I am ready to go in case of nuclear emergency. Well, I, I, the Russians can't use a nuclear. If they use a, a nuclear weapon, then then I think in, that. But in Europe, in a, like a small way, in Europe. Well, but how is that okay with Poland as they're coughing and choking? <laughs> it's not Serious. okay with Poland, obviously. It's not okay with anybody. Like I, I but. You know, yeah, it depends, like, how much it impacts other NATO countries or what. It depends if Putin goes into NATO countries. We, like, have treaty obligations then that we have to be involved in something. But this whole thing is bad news. It's bad news that Biden was weak in advance and was not an effective deterrent. It's bad news that, you know, that that we haven't yet cut off buying Russian oil. Right and in well and, and so here's the let me give you the update today from because Blinken was out there 184 times is the latest is is that we're now considering uh, cutting off Russian oil imports to the U.S. but we're waiting for our partners in Europe to do it because this it's so Biden to set arbitrary dates to have arbitrary constructs around things and to now say if we want to be one voice uh, united really can you stop the imports which is what we should do. But we always want to be one voice. And one, God, it's so it, it's so. Except when we pull out of Iraq or sorry, Afghanistan. When we pull out of Afghanistan, then it's fine if we piss off all our allies and do it totally unilaterally, and they're all mad at us. Like, well, then right, it's okay. and we're also trying to broker an oil import deal with Iran, with Iran? right? Which is being, um, which is being, um, the 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 person who's the person who the moderator. It's being moderated by the Russians, of course, who are working with right. us on our, our radio. This is crazy. And now we're reaching out to Maduro, I guess, as well, asking for oil from this guy. But this is that's anything the but open a freaking pipeline. That's, and I that guess. right My there, goodness. that right there is the key. And that's why we're effed in this country. That's why we're effed because we have made a decision. The Biden administration has made a decision that the religious uh, pilgrimage is worth more is more important in a pressing issue than the realities in the ground. In well, right, because if we were actually energy independent before, if the Keystone Pipeline had been allowed to proceed before, if Biden had allowed its completion when he got into office, instead of killing all those jobs, killing that pipeline project, and, and keeping us more energy independent, then you know we would have been in a better position it, before the whole Russia conflict started. I mean, like, I wouldn't want to say that just that one factor would be enough for Putin to not do anything. But obviously, that's like one of the cards that we have is if we're dependent on them for fossil fuels, then then they have more power over the situation. You know, if we don't cut off their stupid pipeline, if we just say, fine, completed, it's okay, whatever, 
then then they know that they're you know that they're doing great and they're fine like trump wouldn't have let this happen because trump would have still had the keystone pipeline and all this stuff and now for the biden administration because what i feel is happening now is they're trying to pin the inflation and the gas prices and all this stuff onto onto this russia conflict and putin right and trying to tell people like well yeah the prices are high at the pump but it's not biden's fault it's putin like we have to you know stop our russian oil imports because putin's bad so like then obviously the prices are going to go up well like first of all they were going way up before and second of all like you could have done something about this in advance because the whole point was i mean like it's such a cliche, but this was like the Trump campaign slogan, right? Is like we're sending these millions of dollars away to countries that don't like us very much, right? Like, isn't that the line? Like, mm-hmm. the, is that even Trump or is that just like a standard Republican one-liner that people do? Like, I, I don't even remember. But but that's like – that's the idea is that if you're energy independent, then – then you don't have to worry about being beholden to people like Putin or countries like Iran. Like you don't have to deal with that crap because because you can have your own energy and you don't have to worry that if you cut off imports from Russia that that you're going to make the prices go up at the pump for everybody because you're just not dependent like that. Right. I, I mean, that's the whole idea. People have been saying this for a long time and they're like, yeah, we should be energy independent, but we should be energy independent with solar power. And, right. Like, and this is what Saki and- said today. She tweeted today. <laughs> the only way to protect U.S. over the long term is to become energy independent. That is why the president is so focused on deploying clean energy technologies that don't require fossil fuels bought and sold on the global market which will always uh-huh. be vulnerable to bad actors. That's yeah. what you right there that yeah. they, they don't give an F. They are they are talk about laser focused on the religious uh, you know uh, mission of climate change. They are. Absolutely. That is the number one thing for them right now. And of course, not- the keyword there being long term because nobody knows. Literally no one has any idea how long this stuff will take to actually develop, right? Look at Tesla. You have Elon Musk out here on Twitter saying that the only way to deal with this is to produce more oil and gas domestically. Like, that's the only thing we can do about this right now to be more independent from bad actors right now in this moment. Like, obviously, we should have done it last year when Biden got into office. We should have finished the Keystone Pipeline because this was entirely foreseeable to everybody. Uh, and but but now that the moment is here, the time you have Elon Musk, who's the biggest electric and solar person in the market. Right. Like he's the biggest person doing green energy on the market right now. And he's saying we need more oil and gas. Like that's because he knows that the technology is not there to make an impact on this yet. So, like, yeah, maybe in the long term that's a thing, but for the moment, like, this stuff just doesn't exist. Like, we went through this when we were looking at potentially doing solar power, like, mostly to save money. And we, But we didn't want to, like, do the panels on our roof because it's ugly and we have, like, a pretty old house and it's whatever. It's the only thing we have. Our house is, like, a piece of junk, but at least it's, like, picturesque old New England farmhouse, right? That's, that's all we have going is the aesthetics. Like, everything else is falling apart. But so anyway, we, like, looked at doing it, but we hemmed and hawed and we were like, we don't know if we want to do this. 
And I can't tell you how many people sent me like the promo videos of the Tesla solar roof stuff, like the roof tiles that are solar panels, but just look like a normal roof and all mm -hmm. this stuff. But the problem with the Tesla solar roof is that it's pretend it's a TED talk. It doesn't, there's right. not like really a real Tesla solar roof. The Tesla solar roof is you go to a website and you give Elon Musk a thousand dollars to reserve your solar roof for the future. And then maybe in a few years or whatever, when they actually are making solar roofs, they'll come install one. Like there's no solar roof that exists. You can't go out and buy it. So this technology is like not where it needs to be. And also the green energy market is also dependent on bad actors. Do you remember when John Kerry had to had to answer the question if our solar panels that we use in the United States are made by like Uyghur slaves in China? Yeah. Of course. And he was like, "Well, we're not sure if they're made by slaves, but I guess like that's the yeah. price we have to pay or whatever he said." And that's like I mean like we're also dependent on bad actors for that, right? Like we should also be cutting off China from stuff. The irony, the irony that we're not allowing disabled Russian people to compete in the Paralympics in Beijing, right? When like China should also be banned from everything in the civilized world because they have literal slavery and genocide happening on their watch right now. It's just not as obvious because they're like way more in control of the PR of the situation. Right. You know, I, I mean, they're as bad as Russia. Like Putin's bad, dude. Russia's also bad. Like Ukraine probably also corrupt, but like they're not killing children at this moment in time. So it's sort of, but I don't know. I just. I can't wrap my mind around the mentality because they say they, these Some... people like Jen Psaki say these words out loud like, you know, like, oh, well, the the fossil fuel industry is always going to be dependent on bad actors, like which. OK, yes, that's sort of true. Well, right? it's not only that, but but it's also but it's so it's also part of if you saw any of the shows today, it was all when anybody would ever mention well, uh, under Trump, this didn't happen. Under Trump, we had an oil uh, surplus. We were exporting oil. The immediate knee-jerk reaction was, and at one point Chuck Todd almost yelled, was Donald Trump held up Russian, ja I mean American Javelin missiles from the Ukraine and tried to get uh, other sanctions removed again and again and again. There's this weird thing: is that they go right, they go right off message because he's got they've got this open wound when you start talking about this about Trump and how it can't be that things were better with Trump because he but held they up the literally missiles. were we all know it yes of course the, the Russians weren't in Ukraine and also the uh, the javelin missiles was one phone call and two weeks of delays but they got the javelin missiles under Trump yeah but they're not using them under, right now right they got them under Trump but not under Biden Biden stopped at the moment he was in office Biden stopped arming Ukraine Trump armed the shit out of Ukraine and so, like, and I'm right. sorry about this. I know that it, you can't believe there could be a straight black and white issue where Trump is better than Biden at something, but he was. Well, of course he was. I'm like, I mean, it's funny. Like, we were talking to family uh, this week, right? We were in this conversation, and I said something like, wow, I guess, like, Putin only invades Ukraine when Biden's in office or something because he last invaded in 2014. And he was like, Putin invaded Ukraine in 2014? You know, our relative was like, it didn't really make the news much, did it? And I'm like, no, of course it didn't. Like, it didn't. Yeah, it was, it, only, over on, it it was only over on faux news. Yeah, 
He uh, took over Crimea. And I honestly, like, I think that's what Putin was expecting to happen here. I think that he thought this would be, like, quick and easy like Crimea was. And then, you know, and then the world would sort of forget about it, right? Without the need for all this extra stuff. Because that's what happened with Crimea, right? Like, the world did forget about it. As evidenced by, like, by conversations with regular people who aren't, like, big news junkie weirdos like you and I are, Mm -hmm. right? Is... You know, like people don't know that Putin also invaded Ukraine during the Obama administration and then he like took a break during the Trump years and immediately went back to invading Ukraine like right away once Biden was in office. But but I mean, like, I think that's really telling and there's only so many ways that you can spin it that you like think it's a plot with Putin to not make Trump look bad so that something like I, the fact is he didn't invade Ukraine during the Trump years. Right. Well, like, and, and also, line, once again, that's people how, that's say Trump down, was literally. So. It's like they, they, they go to this because the idea of Trump being better at this than Biden, you know, they go right to this dunk on you line of Trump was literally impeached for trying to hold up, uh, you know, dra- missiles to the to Ukraine. It's like, yeah, but the, then he didn't hold, hold, hold them up. And now they're using them and blowing up Russian tank columns with them. So it, it's like, what do you want to say? Trump tried. Trump could have. Trump said. Trump and Putin in, in hell sinking. Yes, 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 yes. But it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, <laughs> these people were armed to the teeth. And actually, it was something that it's funny because uh, Chuck Todd, I think it was Chuck Todd. Who's the lady who, the British lady who, during the impeachment, um, she was like a diplomat uh, uh, in Ukraine. And during the impeachment, she uh, testified against Trump. Trump. Oh, I'm not sure. You remember? She, you Sorry, know her. It was uh, along with Vindeman. There was a woman too. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Let me see if I can find it here, because it was um. Oh crap! Sorry. It was just very telling. There's too many, too many of these damn shows I've watched. It's made me even dumber somehow. Uh, let me see if it's on Meet the Press. Uh, yeah but i mean like the left is involved in this wacko like conspiracy theory thing that they're like sure that trump was in putin's pocket the whole administration so they like can't let go yes of their imaginary world where chuck todd said to fiona hill who hates trump i mean so uh, we're, we're didn't wasn't trump culpable for what's happening here because of all the times he tried to loosen sanctions and and when he tried to when he got impeached for that for trying to uh, hold dangle uh, dangle the weapons over Zelensky's head for political purposes, and Fiona Hill said, "Well, it is true that Trump did heavily arm the Ukrainians and did sanction the Russians in a very serious manner and did engage them overseas several times." Um, and did uh, once again do a job of adequately arming these people. Um, she said, well, that is true. The fact that he did have the phone call with Zelensky shows that he treated him kind of like a lesser than, and Putin probably noticed that. That's what they're going with. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but the tanks didn't move into Ukraine. You know, I mean, what do you want to say? Yeah, exactly. It's like, but they can't let go of it. I just sent you another video clip. If you can play that, that's when uh, Sarah Kenzie, our PhD scholar of authoritarian states, was on MSNBC. And like, she is repeating this like crazy wacko garbage that's as bad as like any QAnon crazy thing that people believe, frankly. Did you find her? 
I'm Sarah, I had to open up another SMBC. Twitter thing. I just sent it to you. Anyway, but but yeah, the left, like, it's totally, they've lost their minds, and it somehow has to be about Trump. Like, and I don't get how many years into the Biden administration do we have to get before, like, Biden is responsible for something. It's ridiculous. You know, it's, it's all about, like, the former guy in Trump, and they just, like, can't quit him. If Trump does get the Republican nomination in 2024 by some weird happenstance, you know, it's going to be because the left acted like this about him for. Oh, oh well, years, totally. Years. Here's Sarah Kinsey. Kinsey. Trump Ken was Dior. installed as the president of the United States in order to weaken the alliances that were preventing Putin from achieving his goals. Alliances like NATO, our relationship with our European partners, our relationship with Ukraine. Trump was put in as a bulldozer. And he was also put in, as Malcolm said, as a bulldozer <laughs> to the Constitution, to our system of checks and balances, to our system of institutional trust, and the unwillingness of people in the United States to confront the brokenness of those institutions, whether through financial corruption in recent years or age-old systemic problems yeah. like the endemic racism that holds our country up has contributed to that. And Fox News, in this sense, is just an extension of that uh, long-running, destructive pattern. Um, two things about that, Alice. How do you think I feel about her? <laughs> you have a crush on her. I would say so, yes. Uh, <laughs> and she's obviously an insane human being. Trump was installed because... Installed. Oh my God. <laughs> so can I go? I just want to. I guess questioning elections is back, honey. Yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Is that a big lie? I don't know. So let's go now to <laughs> let's go now to um, just another notable audio. If this is just the left, this is how they feel. These are leftist leaders. Is it Eli Mistal, the guy with the stupid hair? Yeah. He's the lawyer or is with it the, Ellie. Ellie Mistal, yeah. the guy with the, the really stupid hair. Um, is on <laughs> on the View, which is a good fit for him actually. Uh, with um Anna Navarro, Although, who's got a Anna Navarro who has a Ukraine T-shirt on now, so she's totally you know you know she's a good person. Go ahead, you know all mm -hmm. the up. Um, I was gonna say like it's not very often that a guest uh makes the host of the view look moderate but that right. this is this what he says here is so beautiful that Joy Behar actually took issue with she it. She was like, but wait. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Some will say, okay, so are you arguing for throwing out the Constitution? Should the Constitution be thrown out? What do we do? Is it a living document? Is it a, or is it a sacred document? It's certainly not sacred, all right? Constitution is kind of trash. <laughs> now, let's just, again, let's just start again. Some will say, okay, so are you arguing for throwing out the Constitution? Should the Constitution be thrown out? What do we do? Is it a living document? Is it a, or is it a sacred document? It's certainly not sacred, all right? The Constitution is kind of trash. Now, let's just, again, let's just talk as adults for a second. What did you say? It's what? It's kind I of trash. Trash. It was, it was written by slavers and colonists and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. They didn't ask anybody to look like me what they thought about the Constitution. <laughs> so, yes, that's Eli Mistal, justice correspondent at The Nation. So... I think it's Ellie, isn't it? Whatever, he, he, it doesn't matter. Know. He's stupid. He's stupid, although what he's doing here, he's just begging for a gig. Somebody hire this guy so so that he can <laughs> so he doesn't have to walk around with stupid hair like that for no reason. He's doing it to try to be a brand. Please, somebody hire this guy. Give this dumb, dumb a, a, a show. 
I mean, obviously, the Constitution is why any of these fools are there, why any of these fools have money, why, why he is an entitled, spoiled, rich, baby American lawyer. And, you know, it... it you know, it's just it's a it's a take in a hot take universe for for people trying to battle for woke seats, but it's fine. I mean, whatever. He's you know, the, well, the, for some reason I don't but know I don't know what, what reason it is here. Sarah I don't know Kenzior. what reason it is here, but for some reason you're allowed to trash the government of this country without uh, without ramifications. And I don't know why that is. I wish somebody could tell me. Oh yeah, I mean. It's a joke. Like, people are getting arrested in Russia right now if they even so much as, like, protest the tiniest thing the government does or even say out loud that there's a war happening because, like, half of Russia doesn't even know because their propaganda machine is so strong. Right? It, it, that's obviously not what we have here. So, people acting like they're somehow oppressed here compared to other places in the world is absurd. But, you know, it's it's also ironic, like that you have Sarah Kenzior on the one hand going out here and saying that Trump bulldozed the Constitution, and then <laughs> <laughs> Ali Mistel or whatever coming out and saying, you know, the, the Constitution's trash. Like, well, which is it? You know, if maybe it's good that Trump bulldozed it. Then, if you like that, I mean, I'm sure Trump would be happy to write a new Constitution with you if he thought it could like get him more popularity and votes, and I'm sure he'd be happy to like throw out a bunch of uh, uh, freedom of speech things if he thought he could get certain people to stop criticizing him. You know, they, he, Trump is absolutely willing to be an authoritarian a lot, right along with these people. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think they really... I don't think these liberals that say this stuff like really believe it. Like, I think they go no. on TV and they're like role-playing radicals and they're just really not like i don't think they really mean it i don't think they know what it entails i don't think they still know what it entails with the war going on in europe it's crazy to me and i don't know this has like been a lot of food for thought for me personally because i i, I mean my dad's an immigrant from the former yugoslavia right mm -hmm. so i i'm like probably more abreast of those issues but it's funny to me because i have a lot of like relatives and acquaintances and friends and stuff that have been through like actual war actual you know crimes against humanity stuff like bad things right who know how quickly all this stuff goes down and civil the veneer of civilization that's over your life disappears because yugoslavia like you know, before everything fell apart in a war, it was like a country with TV shows and apartments and stuff right. and universities and like all the things, right? Like it seemed like stuff – and they technically weren't part of the Soviet Union, right? They, they were always kind of a buffer state. But it's just funny like how much we take for granted here that we can go on TV and cosplay as radicals and revolutionaries and all this stuff without really understanding what revolution means, what civil well, war means, but, uh, what like what these like cultural revolutions mean first off, because because yes. because this is like real stuff. I mean, yes, and like and and the war in Ukraine, I think the images coming out of it have made people who are thoughtful go oh, wow, like, that's really what war is like when it comes to, I mean, is Ukraine first world, is it second world? I don't know, Yugoslavia, I'd probably call second world country, right? 
where it's like not it's not the third world but it's sort of like borderline but you know it it's funny like the, this stuff it just so the stuff we think of as being like our lives in our country and our civilization like that stuff goes away like you think that people wearing masks are a big problem for you in your life like mm -hmm. that's that's not going to be your biggest problem if like an actual civil war or an actual revolution that ever came not, or we actually decided to tear up the constitution if that actually happened. Well, here, right. Right. I mean, like that's uh, not what that stuff uh, right. looks like. I mean, we will, there will be, uh, we, we will raise hell if, if Netflix goes out or if we lose power for a week in this country. But these people are leaving their houses with their cats and dogs and their possessions and are leaving just leaving stuff behind, and or the stuff's being blown up. So th there's no doubt. But also, we're just going back to uh, it's funny. Whole... We were watching that. Hang on one sec. <laughs> one thing you said, like, so we watched this movie about um, Charles de Gaulle Call on Charles Amazon. De Gaulle, the other... Charles de Gaulle, right? Okay, uh, Charles de Gaulle uh, on Amazon, right? And, like, remember when all the people were, like, fleeing their homes and, like, little wagons and carts mm. and taking all their stuff with them? And, like, one of the people had their grandfather clock in their little cart. And, like, mm -hmm. you just – it's so striking for that reason. Like, this is – everybody's, like, life was going on as normal and this grandfather clock was their prized possession. And, like, now the Nazis are coming and you're, like, loading all your stuff into a wagon and, like, running off down the road and it's this weird dichotomy but that's like that's what that stuff is really like so people who i have little patience for people who pretend on tv that this stuff is like a joke or not real or like you know we should just rip up the constitution like what do you think happens when you do that right really really well, they're, you they're, know, they're, I want to know what well, people think will happen if you tear up the constitution and try and start a new fresh country Right. I mean, it, 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 you know, the, the Constitution is why is why that guy is. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like you. Know, it's, it's like you know, eschewing um, a gravity. You know, okay, you can, right. but uh, you know, without it, stuff's gonna seem a lot different as you're floating <laughs> into the ionosphere. Um, it's just, it's just such a nice. It's well, only, right. It's, it's, it's Chesterton's a, fence. Do you know the Chesterton's fence thing? Yes, I know it, Nels. You do. We've talked about it, I think, on this show. Okay. Probably, yes. Okay. So it's like the Chesterton's fence thing mm -hmm. of like, don't tear down a fence unless you know why somebody put it there. But it's like in this case, they want to tear down the fence while people are going, hey, there's a reason this fence was here. It's really good, actually. It holds out all this bad stuff. Definitely keep the fence. And they're like, no, we know better. We're just taking it down anyway. It's like Chesterton's fence, but without the like, we don't know why it was put here. It's like, we know why it's here and we just want to tear it down anyway just because because that's like what these people are like who want to throw out the constitution no like i don't they, think that's I, think, I don't think that's a complete enough analogy i think it's if if chester's defense was the thing the very thing that protected you from forest fires and uh, a flood and a, a a a an army trying to invade and still you're saying look at this stupid fence it's like okay but without it <laughs> your, your situation would be done a long time ago it's it's Tom Shattuck saying he wants an open floor plan, and he right. does not so, care so if the wall is So this moron with the stupid hair, this moron with the stupid hair. Uh, so where would he like? Where would he like his rights to be enumerated exactly? 
You know, all these rights that he has now, that everybody has now. Where where are those to be enumerated if not in the, the stupid constitution that was written by people who don't look like him? Yeah, I mean, it was written by people who don't look like me either, but it yeah. still works on me. That's yeah. the magic of it. The constitution is still out there working for me, even though... It, no women wrote it. It's incredible. It's incredible how that happens. It still counts for me. I just, I, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And you would think with the war in Ukraine happening right now and the images coming out of that country that people would be like a little bit more thoughtful, but no, but no, they can't. And LMSL went on The View and then he got in a Twitter fight because he took a bunch of pictures of himself in his uh, livery yes. car or whatever when he was going to it and he was masked in the car on the way to the view and then they said well how come you have a mask in the car with that guy but then on the view you didn't wear a mask and he said well i'd been pcr tested we knew that i didn't have it and i and i'm i've been vaccinated and they said well then why did you need one in the car because you were still negative right. tested negative and vaccinated in the car. Right. But no. But also, you know what? I, I, because his hair is so stupid, <clears throat> there was nobody who looked like him during the Constitution because his hair would be too stupid for any <laughs> for any time in Some history. Some of them had pretty wacky hair. His I hair is the most say. stupid hair that's ever been done in history. All right, which brings us to my substack, Alice. Um, okay. Which is called Perfection. A single Twitter thread shows us how immaculately stupid we are. A free Substack, Alice. Uh, free. It has uh, Patricia Arquette tweets out. You can go subscribe and get these in your inbox for free. Yes. Patricia Arquette, the Hollywood actress, has um, has kick Russia out of, Na out of NATO, was her tweet. Kick Russia out of NATO. So, obviously, that's a really gold-plated stupid thing to say <laughs> obviously because obviously they're not part of nato because nato is because russia a soviet union right uh and so somebody responds to her and says russia isn't part of nato you might have meant to say the un in which case yes they should to which some other guy goes after him saying mansplainer <laughs> so then the guy, that guy responds, can you mansplain to me when Russia joined NATO? And then somebody responds to him saying, trick question. They never joined NATO. They just took over the Soviet Union spot. To which somebody who's not insane said, I'm, please, I'm begging each of you to read a book. <laughs> to which, here we go, Cecilia rules the day. She saves the day. She says, it was a mistake. We're all battle fatigued. No need to pile on Mrs. Arquette. We're all battle fatigued. To which a guy named <laughs> so battle I, I, fatigued right, right now. Exactly. To which you know, talking about an actual war going on in Europe, you know, you figure maybe it's a little unartful to say. To which some guy named uh, Isaiah Taylor says, "Unless I'm mistaken, Miss Arquette is not in the battle, nor has she ever been. There are reasons to make this mistake, but battle fatigue is not one available to her." To which Chris Anthon, the, the mom, this woman named Chris Ann, the mom. Which is a, a clever take on a joke. I get chrysanthemum, it. Chrysanthemum, yep. Alice, like, the, the flower. Chrysanthemum is a flower. Right. Yep. To which she says, "Point taken." But to be a woman is also a daily struggle. So, and I just made to the point in my Substack that I think that that perhaps is the most brilliantly laid out symphony of idiocy that has ever been done in the American <laughs> stage. And as a matter of fact, it should be celebrated. 
that each person. I mean, is it possible maybe we should just take away everyone's social media privileges and like people should only be allowed to tweet if they like meet a certain threshold of Alice, IQ test or okay, something? Okay, for some of you, you're staying right there. For others of you, uh, guys, we're going to have the um, Patreon part is starting right now. Now, I'm going to do the outro because Alice can't here she cancels the video when she does the outro so i'm gonna do this so guys uh, subscribers thank you so much for everybody else we'll see you over at patreon ready alice ready for this so ready all right follow us on glad you asked that email us at burnbarrelpodcast.com uh no email us at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com glad we spent the buck follow us on parlor parlor at uh parlor no longer exists.com on Gab at Burn Barrel Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Burn Barrel, and on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We love you all. Great job, sweetie. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.